Michael, I, I thank you. You've been waiting patiently all day. I'll ask if you can state your full name for the record, spelling your first and last name, please. Michael Welch, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-W-E-L-C-H. And Michael, do you promise to tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth today? I do. Now, you have been a radio journalist for 15 years. Yes. And uh, my understanding is, is you have your own show, and it's called the Global Research News Hour. Yes, that's correct. Can you tell us just a, a little bit about the types of things that that show would typically cover? Let's not go into to COVID, but pre-COVID. Well, how would you describe the show, and what types of topics would you be covering? Yeah, well, the the show ultimately it was kind of a, a merger, like a merge attempt uh, between... Uh, 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 an academic website, uh, you know, the Center for Research on Globalization or globalresearch.ca and, and the network because uh, at my, sh my show, or rather the, the radio station, which is a, a, a campus community radio station, so there's a, a bit of a difference there from the mainstream media. And anyway, this, we, we tend to feature topics and uh, investigations that, that tend to elude the uh, the mainstream media uh, we, we'll get into to all sorts of subjects um, you know you know focusing on uh, a lot of the questions around 9/11 for example focusing on a lot of the issues surrounding where the uh, the terrorists come from or where there's uh, for example the the, the, the the claim that Russia has somehow influenced Trump and and maybe helped him win the election. I mean, I'm not necessarily saying, you know, Trump is good or bad, but, you know, the, there are some questions there that didn't get asked. Uh, so all of these sorts of questions, typically following foreign policy or economics, uh, financing, they all, these are things, subjects that, uh, that we cover, and, and, and we pretty much span, you know, the, the spectrum from the left to the right. Right. So, so your show would be covering things that the mainstream media wouldn't be digging into, and pre-COVID, you know, could be considered um, kind of you're chasing leads that that could be going against the mainstream narrative, even. Pretty much. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's what it says right at the, the outset. We investigate <clears throat> claims that are you know, you know, not addressed in mainstream media. And, and pre-COVID, uh, my understanding is, is this wasn't a local show, and it's still not, but basically your show is syndicated so that it's carried on a number of different radio stations across Canada and maybe even outside of Canada. Initially, it was just the station, but we expanded, okay? And uh, we, we got other stations across the country. Um, I think at it, its max, it was, you know, maybe 15 across Canada and a few stations in the United States. Right, so, so, so pre-COVID, your show was becoming more popular and more popular and more popular. Yes, that's correct, as far as okay. I can see. So now, when COVID hit, am I correct, you didn't change your approach? You still would then be looking at issues that the mainstream media was ignoring, but there were questions that needed to be asked and looked into. Yes. Uh, with regard to COVID, I started publishing that, uh, 
that that sort of skeptical client. Okay, let's let's take another look at. Let's. I think it's. Yeah, something like taking a second look at COVID, and I did a, a, a series of stories starting in September of 2020. Okay, and can you share with us some of the guests that you had on your show? Sure. I think my first guest, with regard to COVID, you mean? Yes. Um, my first guest was Sukharit Bhakti, who is a very, a very uh, critically acclaimed uh, doctor in Germany. He was, uh, you know, published hundreds of articles. He was on, uh, you know, on, on a, a very prestigious board. Uh, he, and, 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 but he was saying these things about, at that time, I mean, he couldn't say too much about the vaccine at that time, but even so, what he was saying was that COVID is not as deadly as everybody's being led to believe. And, and, and there were quotes of the statistics to, to back him up. I mean, maybe for the very elderly, there's a, a little bit of a, a gap there, but you, you couldn't quite justify at that time being that the, this is something that should be uh, you know, pursued as something and then have all the social distancing yeah. and everything else. Um, but yeah, and we also had, who else? I mean, I had Mark Crispin, Crispin Miller, who's not a doctor, but he's a, a sort of a, he, he's a, a media person specializing in propaganda, right? And uh, he, he, I guess you could probably tell a, a separate story, but he was also saying, like, what is this, all this stuff that's coming out? It, it, it appeared like propaganda. I had uh, Meryl Nass. I had Jane Orient, who is the head of the American Association of, Reti of Physicians and Surgeons. Um, Peter McCullough came. Uh, you know him. Yeah, and, and, and some difficulty arose after Dr. Peter McCullough was on your show. Am I right about that? Um, well, I had decided that I wanted to arrange a debate, you know, between the uh, official story of COVID and, the, and with expertise and talking about it, and one of these, call them dissident doctors, you know, so mm -hmm. we'll, we'll put one against the other and uh, you see, see what falls out. But I, I, I realized that, like, the person who I, you know, would, would be having, uh, you know, the, uh, the more mainstream take he just said, well, you know, I, I think you should reconsider this uh, Dr. McCullough. I mean, he's being sued in the United States, and then he basically, I say a debate, he was thinking, like, you know, debating Trump, if you know what I mean, somebody's going to interject. I mean, Peter McCullough is not going to be, uh, uh, you know, an unusual figure. He's not Trump-like, exactly. But, uh, you know, I... I Basically, he said, like, I had to phone back Peter, McC Peter McCullough and say, gee, sorry, I can't get you on. I, I, can't, get you, I can't get a debate. I, I tried other people as well, and, and they were even worse. They're saying, well, this, is, this guy is just, uh, you know, it's flat earth society. And, and Peter McCullough, given his credentials, I mean, pre-COVID, he would, or he, before he started giving his own testimony, he was, would be considered a really serious expert. But as soon as you step out of line in, in terms of COVID, you're smeared. Now, can so, I, just, can I just have you clarify, just so that everyone understands what you mean when you say 
as soon as you step out of line on COVID? Hmm. I guess, I mean, what I mean is that uh, if you don't repeat the main messages of the, the World Health Organization, the CDC, and all the, the, the governments that uh, are in charge, you're, you're not credible. I, I, I imagine that would happen with uh, Sukharit, ba Sukharit Bhakti as well. I mean, it doesn't matter, apparently. I, I, I mean, it, it's so easy just to to lose credibility, all you have to do is go against the mainstream narrative. And, so it's and you had your own experience. So, um, <clears throat> is it fair to say that you know, in the eleven years before COVID hit, and you're running this show, and more and more stations are picking it up, that really you had never had a serious listener complaint? I've never. I don't know. I mean, I, I suppose somebody might have complained and they didn't tell me. <laughs> but uh, I, 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 as far as I know, my, I not only was without complaints, I had a fair number of awards, both uh, within the station and nationally for my work. I was well-respected as the news director for a few years. I... I think I was fairly well respected by uh, our audiences, so, yeah. Right, now, can you tell us how that changed with your running COVID shows and you're basically addressing issues like, is the vaccine safe and effective? That's when it really changed for you, isn't it? It seems so. I, uh, I, I was talking, I, I found myself getting a lot of complaints. Um, I, I don't know how many, uh, but I, yeah, like, like staff told me, you know, I, I was getting complaints, and uh, I, I just talked to a, a colleague once. I just met out in a, a marketplace or something, and then he was, I mean, good, friendly guy and everything, but he was mentioning that, you know, said a lot of his uh, friends are saying that, uh, you know, this guy's show is just not, uh, you know, it's pretty bad. So it's, 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 it essentially, it, it seemed as if uh, I, I, my show was going from one of the, the best shows on CKW to uh, one of the worst. Okay, and I, I just want to make sure I understand. So you'd basically had 11 years really of positive comments. You'd won awards. The show was growing. Yeah. And, and you hadn't changed the type of news reporting you were doing. You were always doing that digging that the mainstream wasn't doing, but now it's on things like the COVID vaccine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I can only think, and I, I don't know if I'm stepping out of line by speculating here, but I, I think the people were, who were listening, uh, like, like everybody, I suppose, uh, they, they were so terrified by the... Uh, by, by COVID and then seeing all the deaths in Italy and then there's all this monitoring of the, the, the hospitals and so many people are dying that they're scared. They, and then here comes somebody, the, the authorities laying down directions, this is the way we move forward and people say, okay, okay, okay. So when somebody comes out and actually tries to contradict that, 
I guess you're going to see them as like the, the most malevolent form of life ever known, you know? Right. And Alaska, Alaska AV person, David, I've got, um, I've got an exhibit up on the computer. Can you show that? So <clears throat> my understanding is this is a, a news article from the Vancouver Sun dated March 13th, 2021, and, and the headline, COVID-19 radio station at SFU temporarily suspends program linked to website with pandemic conspiracy theories. This is about your show, right? Yes, it is. And just to correct it, it's not the rank Vancouver Sun, it's the Vancouver province. Okay. Yeah. And then I'm just going to scroll down a little bit. Yeah. So um, the first paragraph here is health officials battle the spread of pandemic misinformation. And yes. so you're basically being branded as as spreading misinformation for having guests on like Dr. Peter McCullough. True. Essentially, that's it. Yeah. Okay. And so what happened with your show in this radio station? Um, well, the, uh, I mean, like after this came out or? Yes. Or, yeah. yeah. After this came out. Well, they, uh, like, like it said, it, it they, they suspended the, uh, the the show, I I had written them a, a, a letter to to sort of help them with their uh, you know process and decide like if if they're they're, they're they're while they're trying to figure it out I'd I, I'd send them the basics you know it's it's based on solid science this is what it's all about uh, Michelle Chosodovsky had put out I mean there was a, a bit of a, a a glib about a, a CBC article that was uh, dissing his uh, Thing and I, I tried to correct that in, in case there were any doubts. And, um, and the, the astonishing thing is I hadn't heard anything back. So, David, can you pull up um, the exhibit computer again? So oh. <clears throat> my understanding is this is your letter. That's and, right. And if we will enter it. It's already entered as an exhibit. It's uh, okay. WI6, and the new story is exhibit WI6A, so that people watching and the commissioners will be able to see it. But I just I want to scroll down to something you said that um, I think it was your third point. Oh, no, no, just wait. Oh. Yeah, so the first full paragraph on this page, if, if you don't mind, I'll, I'll read it because I, I think, you know, it, what it made me remind, uh, reminded me of, you know, was that saying, you know, first they came for the Jews and, and I didn't stand up and then, you know, they came for the Christians and et cetera. And then when they came for me, there was no one, no one left to help. And, and, uh, but my understanding is you got no reply from this letter, but I just want to read for, so that people who can't see it clearly understand one of your points. And you say, but ultimately... What I would like you to carefully consider that you are being targeted by forces who will take down voices based on smears appearing in the media, such as allegations global research is a part of a Kremlin operation. And if you do take down Global Research NewsHour because of its association with global research, who will be next? Will Canadian Dimension Radio or Canadian Foreign Policy Radio or any other successful media running effective anti-NATO content be next? Consider that the long—I'm sorry—consider that the long haul of this enterprise places the station 
on a track that ultimately requires them to fully conform to the direction of the mainstream in terms of meaningful conversations. And can you explain for us what, what, what you're saying there, what your concern is? Because I think you're saying something very important about censorship and conforming. We talk about freedom of speech. To be clear, what we're talking about is to be free, uh, to have freedom of dissenting speech. You know, I am free to say something that you don't like. You are afraid to say, you are free to say something that I don't like. What we're talking about here is efforts to distract from that or, or to get around that by simply saying it's misinformation, it's disinformation, and therefore we should get rid of it. There are too many examples of information. I mean, there, there, there's stuff that they say is disinformation or misinformation, but it, it's pretty clear that uh, dissenting views I mean, it, it should, they should be heard, get out in the open, and then let's, let's, let's debate it out in the open. It's simply not acceptable to have one group of scientists saying, you know, you know talking about COVID or, and vaccinate lock, lock, lockdowns and social distancing and all that, and the other people are absent as we mentioned before, they, they don't appear. And, and there are legions of these doctors out there. And I made a point of trying to, to talk to them to, to get the other side. We're going down that road of freedom of speech, and, and we can't let that fable of, of disinformation, of anything that goes against the government narrative, prevail. It's, it's got to get out in the open. And that, that's fundamentally what I have to, to say and, and what I'm trying to demonstrate as a part of my job in my role as a journalist. Right. And had you ever experienced this type of thing before where there was pressure on you to conform with a government narrative on any topic in your career as a journalist? Like I, I said at the outset, I, I, I mean, one of the reasons I came to, to the radio station in the first place is because this is a place where I can ask these questions and I'm, I'm wide open to, to, uh, to go wherever I like, <laughs> and as long as it's, uh, you, know, you know, carefully measured and, uh, you know. So, so no, I didn't, uh, not now, now it's different, you know. And I, I don't know where this is headed. I, hopefully it can be stopped, you know, perhaps through a, an inquiry like this one, but I don't know. And, and just so that things are clear, is this station did drop your show. Well, they said it would be withdrawn temporarily, and that was two years ago. So I, right. it looks like it was a permanent... Uh, Right. So CJ, CJSF in Vancouver dropped, has dropped you for two years now. Yes. And some other stations have dropped you also. Yes. So, um, and then for the first time, 
your, the board of, of your local station um, on this issue basically, you know, made it clear to you that you have to be careful? I, I, I heard from, a, I think it was the chair of our board. I mean, we were just like, I met her outside and uh, you were just having a conversation. But then at the same time, I mean, the, the, the conversation got kind of serious and she looked me in the eye and say, you know, we've got to be keeping with these, uh, with the government narrative. It's, uh, you know, all, all the doctors are, are saying that all across the board. And you know, she's trying to say, you know, saying, and so you're, you're going to, you know, to, you know, align with uh, these policies, aren't you? And I uh, basically said no. <laughs> um, that's, uh, but I mean, yeah, that's yeah, that that's definitely something that's pretty uh, sharp on her mind. So, so if there was one thing that um, <clears throat> that you would like to see happen in the area of journalism going forward. Um, what would you like that to be? Like, where, where do you think we've gotten off the rails where journalists are being, like you are being um, basically pressured to follow the government narrative? Okay. Are you talking just in, in my journalism or journalism broadly? Or? However you'd want to answer that. It's just you're, you're an expert in the field. You've been a journalist for the last 15 years. And yeah. so I'm really just asking for your insight, whether it's locally or do you think nationally, however you'd like to answer. I think that we have to be more open to uh, other ideas like I have been. I, I think we have to listen. We, we have to, in particular, we really, really have to be in touch with community members because I, I am a community broadcaster and I think that local people should really take precedence and we should listen to them like we've listened to a lot of fine people it's like i've listened to a lot of fine people today and i think we we have a, I have a colleague who's already collecting uh, information for people to uh, to interview we we can't i mean i, I remember talking to someone who uh, who had been vaccine injured and she said uh, that uh, when she talked to a mainstream media person about is she gonna is she gonna get her story published, she ended up saying, or he or she, I guess, uh, ended up saying, "Well, I I can't because if I do, I'm gonna lose my job." I haven't confirmed that, but I mean, that's I'm just reporting what that person says. Um, me, I, I don't think that we should be, uh, uh, I don't think we should be fired for trying to do our job and, and reporting from actual people. Thank you. Um, I don't have any further questions for you, Mr. Welsh-Ross, if the commissioners do. So the, the commissioners don't, Mr. Welsh, um, on behalf of the National Citizens Inquiry, I since, oh, I'm sorry. I, I misspoke. Uh, one of the commissioners does have a question for you. Thank you for your testimony. Um, do you know if the media that condemned you in Vancouver takes funds from the federal government right now as part of their federal 
the federal government's initiative to prop up media financially? Um, are you talking about the, 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 the Vancouver province that's... Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, I, 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 didn't, I haven't really looked into it, to tell you the truth. It's quite possible, because a, a lot of them are. I, uh, um, but I, I don't know. I mean, the way it started, in my view, is like it started with an individual. Like the whole CJSF saga began with one individual attacking the station and, and having you know talking to the program director and trying to you know get her to take that awful global research show off the air. And uh, she's, and I think she even threatened to, uh, to to find a way of condemning him if they don't. And so she went to this reporter, and then that's uh, the reporter took interest, and that's so. So I, uh, but yeah, to, to answer you, I, I can't, I, I honestly can't say. Thank you. But but in a way, and, and sorry, well. Uh, we have another commissioner question, but I, I just wanted to interject. You know, in a way, it's interesting that so here we have one media station or the province, so a media outlet, basically complaining about another media outlet reporting. That, like, when we all think about that, that in itself oh. is interesting. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, that would be like your radio station, your show, complaining about what some other media outlet is doing. Yeah. in order to create pressure for that other media outlet to drop a story or a position. Mm -hmm. I mean, that, that's an unusual take in the absence of fraud or corruption, is it not? Uh, yeah, I mean... Yeah, I mean, I, I personally wasn't fond of it. I mean, I guess that's a bit of a conflict of interest. You know, it's not the way I mm -hmm. want to be introduced to the people of Vancouver, but uh, I... Uh, yeah, it's it's unusual to see uh, radio stations going against each other that way. So. And, and I'm sorry, Commissioner Massey, I jumped in. Um, I was going to ask you, how do you see the future of this type of journalism in Canada or in other countries uh, in the environment we're in right now? Because I'm not seeing a lot of new stations that are able to openly go counter-narrative and make a decent living out of it. Do you see that people will eventually ask for it, eventually, and it will actually come back? Or is it going to be suppressed like it is right now? Um, I, I hate to be uh, negative, but uh, it doesn't look too good. I think that uh, I know that the, the campus, <clears throat> the campus community radio network, that like is the network of stations that uh, arrange things, and even though we are charged with the the responsibility to, to dig deep and, and find a different view of things, we've you know collectively we seem to have marched pretty much. In line, and so you know, even myself and, and you know, a few others who are countering the narrative, even in this network, is it, it's more the, the the minority than the majority. 
I find that things are, are not work so far, are not working in our favor. It's, uh, and, and we may, well, like even much of the, you know, even in, in internet media, there's these increasing tentacles of, of conforming to, uh, to standard narratives. It's, it's something that I, 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 that I had not th thought would be possible five years ago. So. Thank you. So, um, Mr. Welsh, I, I think that's it for questions. And, and again, uh, on behalf of the National Citizens Inquiry, we sincerely thank you for your testimony okay. sharing with us today. I thank you for my... Thank you.